Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm your host today, and I'm so honored when people spend uh, carved time out of their busy day to spend with me. Uh, today, as always, I love bringing you concepts, franchise concepts that are different. Maybe it's something you hadn't thought of. I keep telling you folks, it's not burgers and fries, so be prepared for today. Today we're talking about graffiti removal. read an article recently that went like this. Cities across the U.S. spend a combined $12 billion a year cleaning up graffiti. As graffiti around the country increases, many cities and communities are enforcing strict and swift graffiti removal policies because the goal of many graffiti artists is to gain notoriety. Removing the art as quickly as possible acts as a deterrent. So you can see where um, bringing someone in, having them, having a graffiti removal company um, on standby so that this can be removed very quickly is critical because um, – you know, they don't want to spend days on a piece of artwork in their mind, and then the city comes out and removes it quickly. So today my guest is Lori Spivak, and she is with Goodbye Graffiti. That kind of says it all, doesn't it? So Lori comes from an arts background. Many of you have asked me, do I have to have a background in the industry that the franchise is in? You're going to listen to this story. Lori comes from an arts background, receiving a BA, uh, a BA in dance from Michigan State University in 1980. She and her husband founded Blue Earth Painting, which is still successful today. In 2003, she opened Goodbye, Goodbye Graffiti Seattle as a license of Goodbye Graffiti Vancouver um, Vancouver, BC, Canada. In 2017, she acquired the license to franchise to the franchise of Goodbye Graffiti brand in the U.S. So please help me in welcoming Lori to the show. Hey, Lori, welcome to the show. Hi, Linda. So glad to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. You know, Lori, I love to bring uh, brands, concepts, um, to the listeners, and they're unique, they're, they're current, they're relevant for today. They were for yesterday as well, but they are, they, it seems as though um, graffiti is really becoming a big expense. Um, before we get started in that, Lori, let's talk a little bit about how someone with a, a degree in dance is now an owner of Goodbye Graffiti. How did that happen, Lori? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, one one thing you'll if you if you get to know me, you'll find out that I love a challenge. <laughs> I uh, I have this habit of putting myself in situations where I challenge myself to succeed in it, and that's what I did. Um, in a nutshell, I stayed home with my kids until they went into elementary school, and when my youngest got into kindergarten, I wanted to get back in the workforce. And so the Goodbye Graffiti in Canada gave me a license to open up a Goodbye Graffiti in Seattle. They weren't franchising in the U.S. at the time, only Canada. So Mm -hmm. I opened that up, like you said, in 2003. And 18 years later, um, I have nine employees. We've made over a million dollars two years in a row. Um, We've got a lot of customers. It's definitely a relationship business because you get a lot of repeat business in this, in this uh, genre, I guess you would say, Uh this niche. Uh And, um, and I've always had a little bit of a business mind. And so I never went to business school, but uh, I used what I knew and my, and, um, you know, made my mistakes and learned from them and just keep learning. Uh Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine that there is a lot of competition out there for you, Lori. It just seems as though there's a huge demand, but um, somewhat of an open market unless you're just a mom-and-pop place. Um, there's huge, I want to say again, huge opportunity in this business. Uh-huh. Right. Um, if you go and put in Graffiti removal in any city, graffiti removal Boston, graffiti removal San Diego, wherever you are, what you'll probably find are pressure washing companies that also remove graffiti. We are uh-huh. specialists. You, you will find very few dedicated graffiti removal companies. And we have a system, and we have our very own line of removal products. Uh, we have guarantees that will remove 100% of their graffiti, so no, nobody can offer those types of uh, types of guarantees that we are able to offer because of our systems and our technology. Let's talk a little bit about that, Lori. How how do you um, how is what you do different than just pressure washing? So we have. We have 12 removal products, and we also have anti-graffiti coatings, which is a preemptive uh, measure to not – it won't make the graffiti go away, but it will make it a lot easier to remove it, and it won't have – you're less likely to have an impact on your building with the coating Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Um, So when our technicians are trained – like six weeks of training on the job before they're let go on their own. So they're highly trained um, in all things safety. They understand the chemistry of what they're working with, um, just navigating the city. They, they're they using tablets. They're using um, they're using all of the all of the chemicals in different and specific ways. So it's so that's another thing that that makes us stand out is the training that we give. Mm-hmm. So back to the services that you're offering. Um, 
you mentioned several chemicals. So it, does it determine, um, do you, do you, does it make a difference as to what the type of building or material is that has been uh, tagged, so to speak? And does it also make a difference as to whether they use spray paint or some other kind of lacquer paint as to what chemical you're using? It, yes, definitely. So these guys will will learn. Uh, they they learn like seventy five different types of uh, siding on buildings, substrates, and then they also learn around fifty different kind of marker types. So some things requ- require uh, a certain kind of chemical that will break down. Uh, I can't think of the word that will break down the ink, and then others will break down the paint. So, mm-hmm. um, and then each one has its own methodology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when, when you work with um, a client and do they, do they, is it just a one time um, process where you come in and you take care of that, that tag that happened overnight, whether it's on glass or on brick or on door or metal is that just kind of a one-time thing, or do you have contracts with them? So obviously it's up to the client that we could do a one-time thing. But one aspect of our business model is a program that we call EverClean, and that is a recurring revenue uh, income stream for us. So very simply how it works is we'll put the property on a route, The route gets patrolled by a technician every week. They remove whatever graffiti is there. We charge the client a flat monthly fee, and we bill them three months in advance. So on the last day of every month, you push the magic button on your computer, and all all of these clients get billed three months in advance for their EverClean program. Mm -hmm. Um, And... It's it's great to know at the beginning of the month that oh well you know in order to make my money my my numbers I know exactly what I need to do because I know at the end of the month I'm going to be billing out this this and this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So who are some of the best clients for you? Um, I, I I I'm sure of course we're talking about commercial buildings. But are there certain areas of of towns that seem to need grid feeding removal more so than others? Yes, that's a great question. Um, so our main we're a business to business model, and our main customer are property management firms because they manage commercial properties, they manage apartment buildings, they manage condo associations and homeowner associations. So we also we also work with facilities people. For instance, I don't know, uh, Safeway grocery stores. They'll uh-huh. have a facility a facility director for, you know, the 40 or 20 Safeways in that area. And so we work with them on all of their stores. Also, we work with the government. Um, and we have programs, and it's mainly the EverClean program, on different things, community colleges, train stations, I mean, you name it. 
Mm-hmm. We've even done one for the switch boxes at the corner that hold the oh, equipment that yeah. that uh, takes care of the lights at the cor- at the intersection. Yeah. Yeah. They're not that big, but somehow they manage to get their tag on that, don't they? They do. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, that is they funny. do. So, Laura, you mentioned that you're um, in Seattle. And, mm-hmm. folks, if you're listening to this recording, it is November the 12th of 2020. So we know that there have been a a lot of unrest. There's been a lot of protest in the country. And I know specifically Seattle has suffered with some of that. Um, is, and is, have you been able to help the city to um, remove some of any of the, the markings that may have been put up during some of the protest? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So the first weekend that there were protests. They started on a Thursday, and uh, that Saturday morning we got a, I got a call from the city wanting us to come downtown and remove as much graffiti as we could. And so we went there the next day, and that's what we did. And they had, they had all these different groups of, of city employees from different departments that uh, had the capability to do some graffiti removal, and they had community volunteers as well. Um, and, of course, we didn't get it all. Um, so then the city hired us to come to, at that time it was it was uh, two police precincts and city hall to mm. come every day and remove what graffiti was there because there was graffiti every single day. And so we did that. there was graffiti. There was new graffiti every day. Yes, yes, because there were a lot of protesters, and they were very dedicated, and they wanted their voices heard, and that's what people do. So, um, and then they even increased it. Then they gave us five buildings, and actually right before the election, they gave us eight buildings to patrol every day for a week and a half. So, I mean, that's been, that's been a big boon for us. Um, and then also our other customers. So my, our, our customers are putting, uh, boarding up their windows with plywood. Mm-hmm. So we're mm-hmm. painting all this plywood because um, the, the kids who tag, they're, gonna, they're, they're more attracted to plywood than they are to glass for some reason, which is actually a good thing because, you know, having plywood on the windows is not a normal uh, course yeah. of business. So we've had more graffiti remo- to remove from our clients um, just by virtue of that. Um, wow. So it's been, it's been an amazing summer. It's been a challenge. I'm very dedicated to my customers and keeping them happy. And sometimes we just don't have enough hands on deck. Well, well and that was going to be my next question is, uh, you had to increase your workforce to cover this. Yeah, we we have had to work, increase our workforce. We have new people that uh, are on board, and um, and I mean the people when we didn't, we had just a few technicians, and they were working six days a week, ten hours a day, and it was mm. it was. I mean, I was just waiting for somebody to injure themselves because it was just yeah. too much work to keep up for somebody. So I'm really grateful to have found some good people to join the yeah. join the team. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, Laurie, let's look at the franchise side of it. I know you've touched a bit on the training. Uh, Let's talk a little bit more about that. When someone decides to come on as a franchisee with Goodbye Graffiti, the first thing is, do do you are you looking for someone maybe with some building maintenance or construction um, background? Who are you looking for? I'm you know all those things can be taught, um, and certainly it would be good to have the experience or the uh, the temperament. But I'm really looking for people who uh, can thrive in a system because all franchises are systems and in order to be successful, you need to find your place in that system and work it. Also, Mm -hmm. since we're new in the United States, we're kind of a, we're kind of a um, hybrid, I guess you would say, because we're 23 years old. So we have, we have had uh, a scorecard. We have proven success. um, And, but we're new in the United States. So we're new and we're old at the same time. So I'm looking for also for people who would um, fit with the type of the type of uh, the values that I want to express in the business mm-hmm. and a management style that we believe is a successful management style. So I'm really looking more for uh, characteristics of a person that, than their uh, career experience. Mm-hmm. So folks, let me just break down a little bit of what Lori said. She just breezed by this, but I think it's really important to spotlight this. So Goodbye Graffiti has been in Canada for 23 years. They are, they are experienced. They have, they have it figured out. After 23 years, they've got the system that she's been talking about. They've got that figured out. So you're able to tap into the experience and the knowledge of the 23 years. Now, the flip side of that is that it's brand new to the U.S. So it's an open market, just like what emerging brands, and that's usually a brand new franchisee, that is uh, our new franchisor, an emerging brand walks into a brand new open market. What could be better than that? So let's go a little bit further now, Lori. When we talk about the the training that a franchisee would get, um, you talked about quite a uh, the the different types of products. Um, Break it down just a little bit more for me. Certainly. So when our new franchisees will come to us, they will come to Graffiti University in Seattle, Washington. I love it. Um, There's nowhere else to learn how to remove graffiti the way that we do except through us. So when we take that responsibility seriously, um, we don't assume that someone's going to be able to get the knowledge by going on the internet or having their, you know, their uncle, uncle Joe teach them what, what he knows or anything like that. So we start from the very beginning. Um, the training is, uh, we calculate the training to be approximately 200 hours. 
What the franchisee will learn is obviously the technical aspects of removing graffiti. That's a given. And that's a large part of the training. But they're also going to learn, we have our own software for our franchisees. So they'll learn the software, they'll learn the programs, they'll, they'll learn um, how we manage, how we run the office, how we manage the office in the most efficient way. And then there'll also be sales training. We'll just go on the street and look for graffiti. I mean, that's what it is. You go on the street and you start looking for graffiti. When you find graffiti, you look for the decision maker. It's pretty Uh straightforward. It's not like selling life insurance. And, And then besides the sales uh, besides the sales training, I also have developed a, a quick start marketing program. So the homework that the franchisee needs to do is to find out who the stakeholders are in their community. For instance, is there some sort of, um, uh, what's it called, like legislation <laughs> like passed in the city? I would even I would even think an economic development committee would be a good one to have connections with as well. Yes, definitely. In the city mm-hmm. government and then also mm-hmm. in the neighborhoods because there's private ones as well. But if mm-hmm. the the city and most cities have this right now, they have some kind of code in the city that says it's illegal to graffiti and that you have to remove the graffiti within a certain period of time or you will be fined. So oh, you wow. want to find out what that is. You find, want to find out what city programs are there for, for the taxpayers to remove graffiti from their homes and maybe mm. from their businesses. Is there a task force? Who are the property management companies? Who, um, is there a graffiti detective in the in the city government? Just there's all these ways to find out who the people who are who care about graffiti, whose job is graffiti, and also who um, would be interested in our services. And then mm-hmm. what we do is we with that information, then we set up a three month calendar to get in front of these people. Then mm-hmm. then you inter- we introduce ourselves. And we start developing we start developing a relationship. You go to one property manager at ABC property management firm, maybe they have twelve managers there. You do one job for that property manager. The next time another property manager has graffiti is gonna ask who's you know, has anybody had graffiti removed graffiti removed from their mm-hmm. property? Oh sure, goodbye graffiti did it. They did a great job. And then you get mm-hmm. a call from them. It just starts to it just starts to roll like that. Wow. You know, there are times, Lori, when I, um, when I have a guest on the show and my brain just kind of explodes because I see the potential. And I just uh-huh. see there's a huge, huge market for this. <sighs> Folks, if you're listening, really pay attention to this. Um, let's, let's talk now what, what it takes. So uh, I've identified myself as a franchisee now, and um, I've gone through the training. Is it, is it a brick and mortar, Lori? What do I need to get started? You can start your business from home. You have a garage. Do you have a desk? 
to put the truck in the garage or park it out on the side. I tr- when I first started, I trucked my truck on the other side of the alley on an empty lot uh, on the other side of the alley from my house. I did mm-hmm. that for two years, and, and then we moved to another place. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but, and that's and that's fine if you know if that's what you choose. Eventually, mm-hmm. if you're growing your business, you're going to want to find another place to keep to keep your assets and to run your business. But it mm-hmm. sure keeps the cost down if you're starting in, in your home, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. And uh, approximately how many technicians should I think about having once I get started? Well, you have to decide what you're doing because in any business there's the there's the um the management, there's the sales, there's the administration, and then there's the the in a service business and there's the technical technical. So, mm-hmm. um I started I knew I wasn't going to remove graffiti. I hired one technician. Um okay. and that's what I would, you know, that's what I would do if you are if you are have more skills on the technical side, then you might want to hire a salesperson. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you really grow quickly that way if you're trying to do it all by yourself. Of course you can do it, but I think that the opportunities are are so so real and and people are when people want their graffiti removed, they want it removed yesterday. Now, right, right, right. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. cities are growing. It's been it's been proven. The what the experts say is that as cities become denser and populations mm-hmm. grow, so does the graffiti. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's a no generational issue. Just, mm. It's no longer just in the um, urban cities either. As you move further out, like in the bedroom communities, they have that same issue, don't they? They do. There's graffiti in the parks. There's graffiti at the shopping centers. There's, you know, there's graffiti on the signs. It, you may yeah. not see it as, as, as in one block, you may not see as much as you would, you know, by the community college, but there's graffiti there, and we're out in the suburbs every day of the week. Mm. Yeah. I tell you what, Lori, there are the highway signs over the freeways. I don't know how the heck they get up there, but they tag those signs somehow. So um, I I don't know how your guys would even get up there to remove it. It's, it's like well, the signs would be do taken it. down. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do no. it. Yeah, yeah. I would think it would be way too dangerous unless they took that sign down and brought it down for me to work on it on the ground. That might be yeah, a right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Lori, I need to take a quick commercial break. And I tell you, I just have a feeling you've got some great stories. Do you have any things you could share with our listeners when we come back? Oh, yes, definitely. Wonderful. Well, (laughs) folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we'll come back with more about Goodbye Graffiti. 
Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with the BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898. Or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. Linda Ballesteros is here, and we are with Lori Spivak, and she is um, the franchisor for Goodbye Graffiti in the U.S. Now, Lori, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you had a story, but before you tell your story, if someone's listening and you've really piqued their interest, how would they find out more about Goodbye Graffiti, and how would they get in touch with you? They can go to our website. There's lots of information on our website, and that is goodbyegraffitiusa.com. And then there's a, a franchise button in the top left corner. They can click that, and they can learn about uh, who all our customers are, what we do, uh, why, why you would want to join us, uh, what what the money at part is and um and then there's lots of places for you to ask for information and then you can email us and we'll give you a call or the phone number is on the website so you can just give a call then wonderful so tell me one of those stories Lori. okay i love this story uh because I love doing sales, and I, I love helping people solve their problems. And this is a story that, that I think shows how um, keeping your customers' uh, satisfaction right in the windshield there, how it, will, how it will reward you. So when I first started, my first two, year or two, and I was on the street every day looking for graffiti, talking to people. And I went to a large building, and I wanted to talk to the facilities person. And so they said, well, they made me wait, called up, and the guy said, just, send, just leave some information or send me some information. So I don't like that answer, but I did it. Um, and so then I get a call. And they want, they want us to come and give them a bid to remove the graffiti. And then they also had us put them on the Everclean program. 
So that was great. So then uh, go forward about five years, and I got a call from an organization called Sound Transit, which is a regional transit authority. They have light rail, and they also have commuter rail and buses. And they go way up north, like 50 miles north, 20 miles east, east and almost 60 miles south. And um, they wanted me to come and talk to them. So who was I there to talk to? The same man who hired us oh my for the first job. So, oh, wow. So he said, I kept your information, and I remembered you did a good job, and so we want to talk to you. But what happened there, because it was a, uh, it was a government entity, was that they wanted, they wanted this kind of uh, Everclean program on all of their locations. And at the time, it was about 15. Um, and so I gave them the information, and they used the information about the Everclean program to create po- the request for the re- proposal that they were sending out <laughs> for companies to bid on. So it was exactly what we did. So oh, needless wow. to say, we got the contract. It was a five-year yeah. contract. Um, we didn't get it after five years because there was a recession and they had to go with the lowest price, which I'm mm-hmm. not the lowest price usually ever because I mm-hmm. pay my employees a living wage. And mm-hmm. uh, But then I <laughs> got another call. It's the same guy. He moved to the city of Seattle. He's in charge of facilities for the city of Seattle. And oh, he's the my man, gosh. He's the man who hired us this summer to come and do the work for the city on all these buildings. Girl, and you need to take him out for a steak dinner. I know, but I can't because he's a city employee. <laughs> I can send him a oh $25 Starbucks card, maybe. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But that goes to show you how important it is to build these relationships. Yeah. So important. Right, and if you do it, if you do it right, if you do the right thing for people, yeah. they're going to remember that. Um, we yeah. get a lot of repeat business. And I really credit that credit that to being consistent, um, you know, doing what we say we're going to do, having a good price, and being professional and, um, you know, running an honest business. If, if my guys mm-hmm. do something wrong, I have to take responsibility for it, and I do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just yeah. part of running a business. Nobody's ever going to be yeah. perfect at what they do. Yeah, things happen. It's all yeah. – it's not about the thing that happens that wins or loses you the business. It's how you respond to that. So yes. that will win or lose the deal the way you respond to it. Yes, I totally yeah. agree. Well, Lori, we're down to the end of the show here, and we're down to those final three questions. So the first one is, if there is someone listening who is considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process? Well, the first thing I would suggest is to look inside and take a long and honest look at yourself, at your interests, at your skills, at, and ask yourself questions like, do I, ha- do I have the energy to take on a business? 
And at the beginning, it's going to be a lot of hours. Later mm-hmm. on, it won't be so many hours once you have things set up and you have delegated the work to other people. But it takes a lot of energy at first. And don't mm-hmm. really don't let anybody else, even though it's a franchise and there's a system and they give you a, they give you a plan, there's still a lot of hours involved. And don't let anybody tell you that it's, that's not so. Another thing exactly I would say, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're exactly and then right. also use your interests and skills to your advantage, because you want to capitalize on the things that you do well. Yeah. Also, I'd say find a franchise broker, a broker who sincerely is invested in your success. Um, and you, you can tell if people are if people are sincere. So I don't think that's a, that's a difficult thing to, to tell. And then right. also remember that you're the one who drives the bus. If you have a broker, the, bro- the broker is working for you. Um, and so you make sure that your, your questions are answered. Even if you don't know the right questions, that's a question to ask. What are questions mm-hmm. I need to be asking? <laughs> right, um, right, right. Yeah, yeah. One of the questions I didn't ask earlier, Lori, is what is what's the size of your territories? So when I started, there was no other goodbye graffiti in the United States, and so my territory was what I wanted. However, mm-hmm. you know, there's a limit to what you can do in terms of providing good service, and I understand that being in this business for 18 years. I also understand that... If you have a territory that's small, you're not going to be able to realize your potential in terms of uh, the amount of money that you want to make for yourself or what you can pay your employees. So, um, so I understand that. So I'm committed to providing generous territories so that people can realize those, those dreams. I want successful mm-hmm. franchisees. I don't want... I don't want people going broke and complaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right now, so what I have, all territories what I have, are open, right? Excuse me? And right now, the U.S. is, you know, it's open. It, it is know, open. So, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not registered in all of the states, but I'm mm-hmm. registered in a lot of them. Um, and... Um, my territories, the territories are not going to be anything under a million people wow. and 25,000 businesses. Wow. That could, yeah. keep, you, that could be, keep a couple of um, locations or a, a couple of crews pretty busy, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So back to the final three questions. The second question here is, uh, and I think you mentioned some earlier, but um, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Um, I think one is the ability to thrive within a system. Some people work better when they when they have the have the structure around them, so they know how far they can go with this, or how low the ceiling is, or um, when to turn the page. So I think that's really important because if it's difficult for somebody to stay within a system if they want to do it their own way, then it's going to it's going to be harder for them, and the success is not 
would be difficult to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, um, you trust the playbook that you're given. Uh, because, you know, franchisee, franchises that have proven their success, they've proven it because they've created a system. Mm-hmm. And then also, as a small business owner, you have something that large businesses don't have, and that's flexibility. Um, you will get thrown curveballs as a small business person, and being able to be flexible will help you in your success. You know, one of the things about being a business owner versus working for corporate is many times when you've got a corporate position, you go in and you know what your day is going to look like. Being a small business owner, you may not, you may think you know what your day is going to look like when you start out, but it may take a, a detour or two, won't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I Sometimes I go in thinking, oh, I'm only going to work half a day today because I've got this and this to do and there's, I'll be able to take care of what I need to in the office in four hours. And then no, I'm solving <laughs> problems. I'm <laughs> it's all what you do when you own a business. It's all part of yeah. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the final question here, Lori is what does the future of franchising look like? You've, You've owned a franchise, uh, now you own um, the, the franchisor uh, license, if you will, for the U.S. So what does the future of franchising look like? Well, franchises have proven that they're here to stay. Um, yeah. there, there are a lot of people who want to own their own businesses, but of the, all those people, not all of them know how to start a business, how to run a business, how to grow it, how to make it successful. And that's what a good franchise system does. So it's really been able to, you know, pull people out of what they're doing if they're not satisfied with what they're doing and allow them to have that opportunity without having to recreate the wheel. Mm-hmm. And then another thing is um, – from the uh, business of franchising point of view is that different economic times uh, franchises will, will thrive or, excuse me, increase and other times they won't. And Mm -hmm. this is a time where, where franchising is, uh, is an, is available to a lot of people because if there's a lot of people who are not working right now, this is a mm-hmm. time to possibly look at franchising because it may provide you a lifestyle that you're not getting in the job that you are in or you were in and you're looking for something. So maybe take a look at franchising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, you know, looking at Goodbye Graffiti, it certainly has proven itself to be um, pretty recession resistant, hasn't it? It has. It has. In um, When we had the, the bubble burst in 2007-2008, right. I've never had to let an employee go for lack of work. There's always going to be graffiti people. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. never going to go away. Seriously, I'm not joking about that. Right. It's a generational right. issue. It's not going to go away. 
Yeah. It's funny when you say it's a generational issue. Uh, I don't think that um, me as a baby boomer, I don't think the baby boomers did much tagging back when we were even teenagers. (laughs) Yeah, they did. (laughs) Did they really? (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, graffiti's been around since civilization, since there were walls to, to write on. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's what what it is is it's been viewed it's been viewed different ways through time. Mm. So where we are right now in our society at this time graffiti is is viewed negatively and it's been proven that it's it can be a precursor of other social problems. Mm. Because if you're yeah. not removing your graffiti then people who want to go, you know, in the corner by the graffiti and do nefarious things, it'll Mm -hmm. attract them. Right. Right. Yeah. How interesting. Lori, it's been great having you on the show. Again, if someone's listening and they want more information about Goodbye Graffiti, where would you send them? Go to our website, Goodbye Graffiti USA. And then click on the franchise link on the top left corner, and you will see uh, you will get more information about who we are and what we do and, and how it can benefit you. And you can fill out a form, a request for information form, or you can simply call us on our toll-free number. Great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I know that uh, we tried to get you on earlier, but you were so busy. So I'm glad we got you on at this time, Lori. And I loved hearing about Goodbye Graffiti. Linda, thank you so much for the opportunity. I love talking to people about what we do because I'm so excited about it. And I know that there's Mm -hmm. such a big opportunity out there for people. Just, you know, constantly looking for the right people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thanks again, Lori. I appreciate it. Thank you, Linda. Have a good day. You too now. So, folks, like I said, we're always looking at different types of industries. That franchise, does every franchise doesn't look the same. And what Lori's describing is a huge opportunity. And when I say huge, I mean a huge opportunity, very little, if any, competition. You could go into big cities. You could go into smaller cities. The business is there, folks. I'm going to leave you with a quote. This is a Walt Disney quote. The way to get started in, in the, um, is to quit talking. So the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. So that's what you need to do. Just stop talking about it. Let's do it. Thanks so much, folks, for joining me on All Things Franchising, and I'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.